welcome back to another episode of you i do i'm ashley and i'm tania and we have two very special guests on the show with us guests would you like to introduce yourself either one can go first all right i'll go um my name is <laughs> shayla i am from atlanta and i got married in march of 2018 Oh my gosh, this is 2020. <laughs> wait, I got married in 2019. I always get it wrong. Okay. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I always get it wrong. I'm the spouse that is going to forget our anniversary in however many years. Like my husband will remember, but I will forget. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> and like, for those, wait, right. it's 2020. <laughs> Yeah, because I was like, wait a second. So for y'all that are listening, like we've talked to Shayla before. You can go back to, I don't even remember what episode it was. I think it came out like, was it this year? Yeah, it was earlier this year. year. Oh my gosh, because this year feels like two years and one. But anyway, so we're glad to have Shayla back. And we have another special guest. Guest, introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Arielle Alyssa Brown. I recently got married. I am in Atlanta, Georgia, but um, I got married like in Alpharetta, Milton, Georgia. And it was back in March 2020. So literally right before the pandemic. Thankfully, everyone had a great time and everyone lived to survive and not have COVID. No mask either or social distance. (laughs) Which is so good. Like, um, so now we can say that we've talked to someone who got married at the beginning. We also talked to someone who got engaged that same weekend too. And I feel like everything after that is like a wasteland. (laughs) I mean, we know people that have gotten married and we know people that have um, gotten engaged in that time frame, but it's like everything before that weekend, that weekend or before, like that's the last time things were normal and safe and peaceful. You didn't have to, you know, like worry did somebody get sick or like two weeks later, you know, is something going to happen? And the fact that, like you were saying, you didn't have a mask in your photos and like you didn't have to do the stupid Mr. and Mrs. mask that everyone's doing now. And to me, most of them are ugly. <laughs> um, <laughs> no temperature checks, none of that. Scanning <laughs> right. your forehead. Like I was talking mm-hmm. to my uh, wedding planner because we got married last month, but we're doing our like big mm-hmm. thing next um, year. And she was like, yeah, I just did a wedding and they were scanning people's foreheads and they made them quarantine and they, gave them two tests, like tests the Tuesday before. And then the day of they had a rapid test um, that they could take, like when they arrive. And I was just like, wow, I'm hoping we don't have to do all that next summer. Like, can we just enjoy a wedding without like, okay, I can't hug you. Okay. I can't do this. Okay. You know, (laughs) cause what is a wedding without emotions? So, um, but to be and, honest, that was smart of them to, you know, to do that because oh, I mean, yeah. that way, you know, like I'm going to have fun. You know, I can hug my grandmother. I can hug my uncle. You know, I can hug whoever mm-hmm. laugh and dance or whatever, you know. So that was actually kind of smart of them. And they did find work. out that way, yeah. too, that there were a few folks that had it. Like she was saying, I think like a DJ had it. Yeah. So they had to find like a whole new DJ like that day, some members of the bridal party, some guests. And I mean, they had already kind of like scaled back the size of their wedding. Mm -hmm. But by making everybody do that, just, you know, like you went in there knowing that like everybody was safe. 
Yeah. They had to show their test results. Like nobody was really playing around and it automatically eliminated it. Cause if you find out you're positive, you're going to be like basically the asshole that goes into the wedding anyway, knowing good and well you have it, whether you feel good or not. Yeah. Right. So yeah. But again, I don't want to have to deal with this next summer. I hope we're back to normal. We sheltered in place for a little bit. I hope Joe Biden puts us on a curfew and <laughs> so that the summer is like open to Ooh, Atlanta's not ready for that though. <laughs> Atlanta is not ready at all. <laughs> Ugh, we'll see though. Anyways, I don't know. But yeah. But anyway, so back to fun wedding stuff that's not all gross and COVID. Okay. So ladies, tell us where you met your boo. Your husband. I'll go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I actually met my husband at work. We used to work together. We worked for the same company, but he worked in a different office and relocated here to work in the same office as me. So I used to lie about questions that I had that I could go specifically ask him. <laughs> and then eventually he figured out that I played golf and he asked me to play around the golf with him. And we have like been together ever since. Oh, perfect. For me, uh, my husband is my my college sweetheart, I guess, you know, quote unquote, that exists. So I met him really my freshman year, but he didn't transfer to our school. I went to Georgia Southern University. He didn't transfer to our school until sophomore year. And um, he went to Dunwoody High School in Atlanta. So he had a scholarship in Illinois. When he transferred, it was really with the intention to play football with us. And then, so I met him through the football team, essentially. Um, one of his best friends, um, who I always attribute to, you know, I wouldn't have met him if it wasn't for you. So he came down one weekend. It was a Jamaican party. He happens to be have Jamaican. So, of course, we acknowledge that, you know, we both found each other attractive. I mean, not in that moment, but in later on we did. But it was kind of like, okay, I'm not checking for her. He's not checking for me, you know, or I'm not checking for him. And then it wasn't until the summer he came down. And again, it was one of those, he tried to be funny and we, we were hanging out with the football players again. Um, and he tried to be funny. I was walking into his car to head back to Atlanta for um, the weekend. And um, he wanted to get my number, but he tried to do it in like a cool way. Like, yeah, you can give me your number, but like not pressed about it. So of course me, I was, you know, I was in my own world at that time. I wasn't looking for anything. So I, I don't chase guys. So it was one of those like, no. And at the time, you know, I'll let you know, he did, he did gain some weight from, you know, football. So he wasn't as attractive as I thought he was anyway. So at that time I was just like, nah. <laughs> um, but moving along that fall, he ended up having class with me, Spanish class, some elementary class we took together, I think just as a credit. And um, we studied together. And from then on, he became my friend. And from being my friend, I ended up getting saved in 2012, like the summer. So when I got saved that summer, um, I cut all my hair off earlier that year. Like I went from like long hair to like a Halle Berry short haircut. And he was the only friend that like continued to be my friend throughout that time. Because once you, once you stop being a party girl, it becomes like, oh, nobody wants to hit you up to go out, not even to get your nails done 
everything is as simple as that. And um, he was the only one who just continued to come by. And one of my good friends used to think we had the weirdest relationship because she used to be like, you know, are y'all talking? Like, I don't understand. Like, you guys will have sleepovers, but like, he'll be sleep, he'll sleep on one side, you'll sleep on the other side of the bed. And then when I got saved, it was like, yeah, you sleep in the living room, I sleep on my bed. Or like, bring the couch cushions on the floor while I sleep in the bed. It was, it was real weird. And then we got together uh, March 2013. And then got married March 2020 on the seven year. And I always, I believe numbers have significance. So, you know, seven is the year of completion. So it's crazy how long it took for us to get married. And then when we got married, COVID happened. So it's just like, I don't believe the coincidences. That's crazy to me. Like had I got married the weekend before, um, we would have been stuck in Europe because Trump canceled Europe. Had I got married the weekend after our wedding would have been canceled because that's when they started canceling weddings, literally the weekend after we got married. So here we are. <laughs> oh my gosh that's that so story. divine yes. right yes oh my it's, gosh but it's amazing how you know everything just worked out right exactly uh, the timing was timing. perfect yes. that's yes. that's really mm-hmm. it. everything in god's timing Woo. Oh. yeah so, so. i love that yes. oh man all right y'all want to get into some this or that Sure. All right, guys. So this or that is a thing we do every week, which is like the Instagram game. You pick between one or the other and you tell us why um, you picked it. So to start, we're going to go with picking between the bridesmaid with a quick attitude or the bridesmaid who is a pushover who wants to go first. Ariel, you go first. Ooh, I'll get the, all right. I'll take the bridesmaid that is the pushover. And I guess it depends on the type of bride because I wouldn't push them over. <laughs> um, not necessarily, I wouldn't. Um, but the attitude, no, absolutely not. You gotta go. <laughs> okay. Shayla? I'm going with the pushover bridesmaid too. <laughs> um, dealing with attitudes on your wedding day is just not what you want to do because it can get stressful and you just need people to be like, you know what, whatever you need, I'm going to be here for you. You need me to go do something. Mm-hmm. You, there's this awful task that you need. You just need somebody to be like, okay, I'll do it. Not that you're going to like be mean to them and use mm-hmm. them, but the last thing you want is to really need something done and somebody like talks back to you or catches an attitude with you. It's like ruins the moment. So pushover bridesmaid for real. Yeah. So I'm going to also go with the pushover bride just because anyone who knows me, like I do not like confrontation. I'm always the friend who will do anything and everything for their friends. Mm -hmm. So I would expect that in return, you know, especially on my day, Mm because everyone knows my struggles and stuff. Well, I I haven't struggled that much, but everyone knows, you know, my story. So I'm going to go with the pushover bridesmaid. How about you, Ashley? Um, yeah, I'd say probably a pushover too. The quick attitude will get old quickly. And especially, you know, everyone has different things going on and conflicts, you know, on maybe personal conflicts going on in their lives and things like that. So you don't need someone that's so quick to just go to 10 for no reason or someone that always thinks that whatever you're saying is like a negative against them. So, yeah, we're all in the same boat. All right. So bridesmaids that get into it with each other and then run back and tell you about it 
or the bridesmaids that get into it with each other and don't tell you about it at all? Um, I'll go. So I'm going to go with the bridesmaids that get into it with each other and don't tell you about it. I think any bridesmaid that is going to keep any kind of conflict from you anywhere surrounding your wedding. So not just your wedding day, like anything around it is going to be so much easier on your stress level because there are so many other things to worry about. So that's even like, even if it's a conflict, that's not a big deal. So for example, one of my bridesmaids did not like her makeup. I didn't know that until like six months later. Like they went in the bathroom, they fixed it. They had everything like the way that she liked it. And I literally had no clue. So bridesmaids that keep things from you that don't need to be brought to your attention are always the best choice. Good answer. All right. Um, I I do agree with Shayla um, up to an extent because wedding day, absolutely. On your wedding day, you I literally handed my phone over to my maid of honor. Like, I don't want to see none of this. I don't know why people are hitting me up. Like, handle it. And then and then I didn't find out about things going on even within the wedding um, until later. You know, like it wasn't until later I, I got told. And of course, you're like a little bothered by, by, you know, by them. But it's like, OK, well, at least it didn't impact me on the day of. Now, I think depending on how far out you are planning, especially when you're considering your bachelorette, you know, depending on how many people are going and how many people are in your bridal party and where it where and who's clashing it could put you in an odd place at your bachelorette party because you want all of that, you know, pretty much squashed and, and, you know, some type of compromise going on prior to that. So that weekend could be about you. But if there is any divisiveness or dissension going on, then you're, it's going to come out within that bachelorette party. There might be different groups who are separated. I had that where, I mean, it wasn't necessarily, you know, we don't like them because of X, Y, Z and what they did. You know, it was more personality wise, which I already planned for. I knew that. So I was more prepared about that, knowing that. And that was a, I anticipated that. And I was and that's something I would, but I want to anticipate it. So rather than I'm going into it, knowing that, not knowing what's going on. And I can feel the hostility in the air. I could feel the tension um, that could have easily been, you know, and hopefully they're mature enough to have squashed it by them. But, you know, that's just something I don't want to go into. And I'm kind of a fixer in a way, so. But it depends on the bride. I will say that because um, maybe it'd be best if she didn't know and they just acted like they acted cordial around each other. And maybe there was no awkwardness. I think I agree with you, Ariel. Um, like, I would want to know, especially especially prior to the day of, because even though you may like not know the day of, you could sense, you know, because even though like there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, on that day, like you could still sense like okay these two people have something you know going on i won't actually focus on it right now but later on i know that it will come out or i'll be asking about it you know like after my honeymoon and and stuff like that but i do agree um because i hate i hate being in situations where like people do not get along they don't like each other and we're all supposed to be having a good time right. and like they are just off to the side doing whatever, you know, oh, like, oh, I don't feel like going to this place. You know, I'm going to go over here. Like, I hate, I hate that. And I would hate to have that type of drama on any mm-hmm. trip or any day, you know. So, right. yeah, so I think I would want to know about it just so I can, you know, put the two people together or put whoever together and be like, hey, right. let's get this, you know, try together. To, yeah. Try to mitigate it and nip it yeah. at the head. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, because part of me would want to know, but part of me doesn't want to know either. But yeah, Tania, I feel like I would 
pick up on the tension or like at least because folks sometimes really don't know how to like be like wear the big girl panties like both of them do you know like one might be cordial but then one might have like something to say or like you might just pick up on like some slight shade for no reason yeah so i would at least want to know the context behind it even if there's nothing i could do about it so i'd probably say i would want to know but that doesn't necessarily mean i'm going to try to fix it like, I'll probably do as much as I can just talking to him like, oh, well, girl, okay. So she's, you know, like, this is going on with her, not to be in her business, but like, there's something else, you know, like, trying to give that person maybe a little bit more context so that maybe they can kind of change how they're thinking about them. But mm-hmm. also, with, by still respecting, like, my friend's information and all that and everything going on in her life. But I don't know. I guess I would want to know. So (laughs) that takes us to our next one. So the bridesmaid that takes like several days to respond to you or the bridesmaid that responds too much, like is giving you advice or giving you tips or is like telling you that, you know, she saw something here and like, maybe we go with this instead, you know, like, even though you've already said, or like everybody's kind of thought of like, okay, these are the plans. And so this is what we're going to do moving forward, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, Oh, well actually I just went to my homegirl's brow shower or I saw this on Instagram. So I think, and you know, always trying to like add stuff at the last minute. So what do you think? <laughs> I'm going to go with, I'd rather somebody be overly supportive than someone who lacks, lacks communication, you know, because that can, I don't want to ever feel like I'm burdening you with my wedding. You know, like, because you, you start to right. try to draw conclusions, try to give someone the benefit of the doubt for why they could possibly not be returning, you know, your messages or why it's taking them so long. And then, you know, I, I would I would hope, you know, that anyone who is, accepts an opportunity to be within a wedding, they see it as a privilege and an honor. Usually they tell you that, oh, it's an honor. So when your actions, you know, don't reflect that, then... I, I, it it causes you to believe like, are you really, you know, here for me? You know, one time, okay. But when it becomes an ongoing thing is one thing, if you're not communicating to, you know, maybe the maid of honor about um, what's going on, but it's another thing when I'm reaching out and I'm not getting anywhere. And maybe that's, I'm not used to that within um, our relationship. And then, yes, that's a cause of concern versus someone I can, I can easily, you know, deal with someone who's overly giving out, you know, because in the end, I think it's coming from a place of I want to make this your best, you know, versus the person who's lacking communication, who's not even really thinking about you, you know, and how this may impact you or maybe you need this answer because you have a deadline to reach. So there's things like that, that, you know, I rather you know, I rather deal with than, you know, someone who's non-communicative. Ariel made such a good point that I kind of want to change my answer. (laughs) 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 I was going to say the person that doesn't answer for three or four days, like as long as they answer, I had a bridesmaid like this and she was like the one I would email her and then I would have to text her and be like, Hey, check your email for bridesmaid stuff. Or like, I would have to call her and I'd be like, okay, everybody did this. You're the last one. 
But I guess because I knew that going in about her, like it wasn't really a surprise. And then it was time when it was time for other people to do stuff. I'd be like, just so you know, for this particular bridesmaid, you're going to have to email her and call her and text her and you'll get an answer, but you got to do all three. Um, so it really wasn't a big deal because I kind of knew what I was dealing with. And then I also had the bridesmaid that was like overly involved. So all of a sudden it was like, she forgot that it wasn't her wedding. <laughs> um, you know, the things that I was doing were for my wedding. So she, but it wasn't, it was like harmless, right? To Ariel's point, it was like, she just wanted everything to be good for me. So she would send me Pinterest or like a different Instagram. Like it wasn't, she, it was coming from a good place, but it was also annoying. <laughs> So then, like, I just didn't share a lot of stuff with her because I wouldn't want her opinion. So, like, for example, my bridesmaids did not see my dress until the day of the wedding because I was like, I don't want anybody's opinion. The last mm -hmm. thing I want is for somebody to be like, well, I like the other one you tried on. So, uh, right. <laughs> nobody saw it, like, that kind of thing. So I guess it could really go either way, but my inclination is to go with, like, the bridesmaid that's just there when they need to be there, but <laughs> isn't saying anything else. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you make two really good points because I mean you are right it would get annoying but honestly I'm gonna go with the person who shares too much and who inputs herself in too much as well just because man that no response I mean I understand if you know like if you don't respond to me within two to three hours I get it I mean like we are all busy we work we grown but it shouldn't take you a whole week and me like probing like, hey, hey, and like me, you know, going off to the side and like, you know, like trying to contact you individually, like that shouldn't happen because that's just disrespectful. Now you're just being rude, you know? So I would rather that than, than someone who doesn't even respond at all, to be honest. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I'll say the overly helpful one because she might just be real excited to me, it boils down to someone that's excited about it versus someone that isn't. Though, like, one of my cousins I know is also one that lacks the communication. And you got to give her several reminders like, hey, so I sent you an email three days ago. Like, I got to... So you know that going in. Yes, you know? that is true. And, and she like is Taylor excited. Was saying, yeah. But, she, but that's just how she is also about everything, not just this. So I would exactly. prefer... But I know there are certain people that feel that way that are just, you know, there are certain people that suck with communication, but that's just who they are. And then there's some people that because they don't see how this immediately impacts them, they're not responding to your email or mm -hmm. they're not responding to your text. And you're just trying to get the ball rolling or, you know, finalize details or send out reminders and you're getting like crickets. So yeah, I'm going to go with the... Yeah, I'm gonna go with the overly helpful girl, um, probably over the one that doesn't communicate well. All right, so our last round is the bridesmaid or bridesmaids that plan everything without your input or those that ask you, like involve you in the planning just as much as the rest of the bridesmaids and or your bridal party. Oh, that is really tough. <laughs> 
I lean towards the ones that plan without your input, especially when it goes for like, um, like bridal showers, bachelorette, because you're already planning so much stuff. And I think what people don't realize about wedding planning is you have to make a decision all the time about stupid things that you never thought you would have to make a decision on. I was like, I don't care how the napkins are folded, but you got to decide how the napkins are folded. So it's like the more decisions that somebody can take off of your plate, the better. So I'd rather just, if they're my bridesmaid, they probably know what my style is, know what kind of things I like. I trust them just to do whatever they think is right. And I will be happy with it either way, because you, guess what? That was one less decision that I had to make. So definitely I would rather be left out than included on everything. Yes, I would have to agree with Shayla on that one. Um, pretty much took the words out of my mouth. There is so much you have to think about. And um, if you are being selective with who you uh, allowing your party, then they should know you best. I would hope that who you select would know you enough to be confident in, you know, what your likes and dislikes are. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with giving them a guide, a, a little guide, what you're looking for, what, what your minimal expectations are. Here's the playing room. At least I did, you know, because at the end of the day, this still is my bachelorette party and I'd rather it be what I want, what you tried to make out of what I wanted versus what you thought I want it. So, I mean, cause you know, expectations can be disappointing. You know, I, I would think, you know, me, but there's also, at least I gave you some of a guide and I can understand, you know, you did what you could. So that's my take on it. I also agree, to be honest. Um, I don't want to know anything. I always plan like every party, every like family event. I'm always like the person or like, the go-to person for it. So like, and in, in this time of my life, I would like someone else to plan that for me. And I'm with you, Ariel, with the, I'm like with the whole bachelorette, because I don't want any, um, any, any penises or anything like that for my, you know, like for my bachelor. I don't want no stripper. I don't want to go. No. Mm-mm. You know, so I'm gonna let them know beforehand. I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. But everything else, you take it from here, you know, so. Yeah, my husband wasn't having that with the shippers. I will say it's, that. It's, <laughs> right. <laughs> not an option. No. <laughs> it's like, it's not appealing to me at all. Like, mm-mm. I feel like the older we get, though, the like most of us feel that way. Like, you There's know, every, some people out there who there are you know. some, but like, I feel like we keep hearing more and more about girls that are like, I don't want that. Like, that's that's gross. I just want a good time with like my friends. Like, I'm not trying to do all of that. Mm-hmm. That was a thing in, on like TV back in the 90s and like early 2000s and stuff where, you know, like they had to go to the thing. strip club or like, you know, the guy mm-hmm. comes to the hotel room or like. Did somebody order pizza? It's like, uh, no. <laughs> we, we just ate. We just came back from dinner. What are we doing? <laughs> um, but um, to answer the question, I, I would probably, I don't know. Because, like, I don't want to be involved in everything, but I don't want, like, maybe yeah, I'm like y'all, where it's basically, I let you know kind of up front early on kind of my thoughts on stuff. But very loosely, not like really detailed, like do whatever. Cause yeah, the wedding comes with so many things to have to check off and do and a thousand checklists and a thousand things to do that you don't need to add another thing to your list. 
for no reason. So please plan it however, but you should also be able to trust, I guess, your bridal party enough to know that they would know what you would want and expect. So you would ultimately have a good time whether you had to tell them anything or not. Like they should know just off the top that, okay, we're not having penises thrown in our faces or we're not going to have like the little, the ring pops with, you know, or <laughs> like the little necklaces, all that. Like we don't have to do that. We don't have to do any of that. So selection is important because it's checks and balances. You got that person mm-hmm. who might make that suggestion. And the other one's like, actually, she is not into that. I don't think. I'll be <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, all right. Well, that was fun. We're now done with our this or that game. Now we're going to take a quick little break for this ad and then we will get into the meat of the show. Hey, everyone. For those of you who have not checked us out on com, girl, what are you waiting on? Go on over there and browse the site. We have incorporated the Do shop where you can get t-shirts, stickers, mugs, and many other items. If you are interested in being one of our featured guests, you can also find that information on there as well. Please continue to support our socials and you might be seeing us on the big screen one day. You know, you never know. But as always, we love y'all and we wish you much love and success. All right. So we're back. And if you can't tell by now, guys, we are talking about bridal parties, everything bridal parties. So because we have two lovely ladies with us that have actually been married they got to do everything before the world shut down. We can fully and honestly talk about, you know, like wedding parties and bridal parties and all that. Whereas a lot of folks now are like having to make the decision of cutting back their bridal parties or getting rid of them altogether. So, um, which sucks if, you know, that is you and that's something you had to do. But let's pretend we live in a world where that's not an issue or a thing. <laughs> so we're just going to get right into it. So Tania, take it away. All right. Have you ever been in any wedding parties before? If so, who and how old were you? Um, so I have been in three weddings, two weddings, two weddings. Um, one was actually my matron of honor. Um, she got married about six or seven years ago. So we were like in our mid twenties And I was just her bridesmaid and her sister was her matron of honor, but I did kind of all the bridesmaid stuff uh, or the matron of honor stuff. So I planned her bachelorette, I planned the showers, all of that. Um, So it was nice that she was able to return the favor when it was my turn to get married. And then I was in another wedding about two years ago with a friend from college who was also in my wedding. Um, So we were like in our thirties at that point. And she was a super laid back bride. Like she didn't need anything. I was trying to like do stuff for her day of, and she was like, I don't need anything. I'm fine. Um, So she was the bride that I aspired to be. And hopefully I was as cool as she was on the day of. (laughs) And then I am in a wedding in March and I'm the matron of honor um, for one of my friends who was also in my wedding and I am trying to like plan all of her showers, bachelorette stuff now. So she's lucky. She's one of my good friends because <laughs> she's got a list of very long requests and a lot of friends that I'm trying to wrangle. Uh, but I would definitely, you know, she's the only person that I would do this for 
um, with that much. So that's all the weddings I've been in. I'm glad you you took that question, uh, Shayla, because my experience is limited. Um, so I was a flower girl when I was five. Um, and now there were two weddings that I was supposed to be in, one that I declined, um, only because it was a year out from my wedding. And I was in a season where I wanted to learn more, like I was taking notes on what did I wanted to do. And being in a, a wedding is work. You're not like the guests where you get to sit and enjoy and, you know, bass in what these people put together. No, you're actually a part of the working team. So I really wanted that moment with my husband for us to sit in in the wedding and really, you know, because um, I had been to a, a wedding, uh, a couple weddings earlier than that. So I was really in the process of planning my own wedding and I kind of just wanted to take notes and observe. And then my friend who was in my wedding, she was supposed to have a wedding. And it was funny because she ended up having more bridesmaids than he had groomsmen. So at first, like I didn't make the cut, which I was okay about. So when she did still try to get me in there, I'm like, no, it's okay. <laughs> you don't have to put me in it. <laughs> trying, to, trying to get her, convince her not to have me in there. Cause again, I was trying to, you know, and also financially wise, you know, you have to be in a place that you, um, can financially commit to it. And if I'm planning my own wedding and having to consider the cost for that, it's a little bit harder for me to be in my bag about your wedding. You know what I mean? In the way that you would want me to. And that took a bit of honesty, but she ended up not having, um, she did something totally different where like she did a reception and, um, and just did like a courthouse for their actual ceremony. Man, Arielle, like you were the responsible friend because, you know, we don't really hear people actually declining or I don't know how many people right. decline or to be honest about declining. So, yeah, you were definitely responsible. Because folks are always saying yes, even when they want to say, I don't know, because <laughs> they're afraid <laughs> of hurting folks' feelings and they just want to like jump into it and be excited and they're thinking of all the good and fun and shiny parts of being a bridesmaid, but not the like other side, which mm -hmm. is the communication and the back and forth and the booking the thing or doing this or the planning and the, you know. Yeah, that's why I'm having a contract. <laughs> <laughs> not a contract. All right. Um, so what was the size of your bridal party? And could you please break it down? So your maid, your matron, the best men, the bridesmaids, the groomsmen, flower girls, hostess, ushers, greeters, everybody. So give us the, the numbers. Um, so our bridal party was pretty uh, like a medium size, I would guess. I wouldn't call it large. So I had six bridesmaids. Um, I did one matron of honor and one maid of honor because one, there was no way that I was going to choose between the two of them. It was my best friend. And then my cousin, who was also one of my best friends. So I could not choose. And then I did four of my really good friends, two of which I either was in their wedding or am in their wedding coming up. And then two other really close friends. And then on my husband's side, he had two best men, which are um, my stepsons. Both of his sons were the best men. So they were like 17 and 16 at the time. Um, so like the perfect age to be best men, get tuxedos, like they looked so good. And then he had four groomsmen, two of which were his really good friends from high school. And then the other two, one was his brother-in-law and then his nephew. And they're all like, all of them are super, super close and like best friends. Um, so that was a really good 
kind of bridal party. And then we did not have flower girl or ring bearer because we didn't have other than like our kids, we didn't have kids at the wedding and like really, really close family. So the youngest person at the wedding was 16. So no flower girls, no ring bearer. And then we didn't have any ushers. We didn't do any readings. We kept it really, really small. <laughs> so it was just kind of those core cast of people. And that was it. I like that. Um, I Had it been different, like looking at it now, I would have definitely went smaller. Honestly, that's what I wanted to do. And a- as I mentioned earlier, I had been with him. We got engaged um, at five years. So I had a, li- a little bit under two years to plan. Um, for our wedding so by five years you're like ready to get married at that point like I don't care where we go we can go to the beach like you know at that point I didn't care Um, but I you know especially in the black community you know marriage isn't common like it just wasn't something that was common on my side or his side so having this wedding really meant something to both of our sides and to us nevertheless I would have been totally complicit if he said you know hey I don't want a big party just like maybe three people for um, no, he told me and initially it was 10 from 10. I got him down to nine from nine. I got him down to eight. Yes. So he was the one with the, the people he was trying to bring in. And I'm just like, well, I have people, but yeah, you're making, this is harder for me. Cause now I, ha- it's, it's a lot easier to, to say, you know, I'm just trying to keep it small. You know, only want like my sisters and his sister and, you know, just something that is, tan- that makes sense you know, that you can tell someone and they won't feel offended or be in their feelings about it. So I had to be strategic. And um, with the eight, I had one maid of honor. Again, marriage isn't common for us. Um, I'm 28. I got married at 27. So not a lot of us are getting married at this age compared to our counterparts. So my cousin was my maid of honor. She's my best friend. been knowing her since, you know, she's two years. I've been knowing her since she was born, pretty much. And then I had all my sisters. So I had my older sister, my younger sister. I had his sister and it worked out because um, I had two sisters and one brother. He had two brothers and one sister. So we had them walk together. Then the remaining three. Oh, I had the, yes, the remaining four, my numbers. Um, I had my cousin on my mom's side because um, the cousin who was my maid of honor was my cousin on my dad's side. It was my best friend. And then the remaining three all represented different uh, periods of time for me. So like college, high school, and post-college. So it was kind of like the relationship that cultivated during that time. And I, and I wanted it to mean something. And then um, his side, he basically had like his, his high school friends um, and, and some college friends. So, yeah. So I guess essentially the same thing. Oh, and I did have um, all my, the only kids I had, I'm with you, no kids. I've been to an event where all the kids, you know, when parents come to dance, they don't come to babysit either. It's it's one or the other. So they're not babysitting their kids. All of them are doing what they want to do. I can deal with my nieces and nephews doing that because at least we have, you know, the aunts, uncles, you know, grandpa, all them. So (laughs) officially I had three uh, junior bridesmaids, which were my nieces. My oldest niece was in trouble. So I didn't want, you know, I'm not a fan of rewarding bad behavior. Um, she's not gonna hear this. So it's cool. Um, <laughs> so, um, I didn't initially make her my, um, junior bridesmaid because of that, but she ended up still being in the wedding. And so did his brother. Cause he totally forgot about his youngest brother. Yes. Another story. Anyway. So both of them walked together. And then, um, um, then I had my nephew as my ring bearer. And, um, when 
I actually had a cousin who I initially was going to have her as my uh, flower girl, but that little girl has attitudes and not on my day. So I canceled her for another uh, family member, uh, daughter. That's how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> I especially love the honesty of like, uh-uh, so what we're not gonna do is you got an attitude no or you in trouble no we're not mm -mm. but to me I want you to pay attention that both ladies said no kids at their wedding Tania wants to have them little kids doing the backpack dance the little floss dance the shooting (laughs) that's cute and I had some ideas like I, I had a table for them where I pacified them with like activities and things like that but at the end of the day like Say you're in your moment, you're talking, you got these kids playing tag, like you don't want to deal with that. Um, I went to a baby shower and literally it was a baby shower plus proposal. And, you know, every they kept having to interject every time because all the kids were acting like kids, you know, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. grownups want to be grownups and drink and party. You know, they're not this is, you know, give them the night off to enjoy the night. Don't try to bring their kids because they could find a babysitter. I love my cousins, but they found (laughs) (laughs) right. Okay. So next question is for, wait, okay. Yes. (laughs) I was trying to think, did we have any flower girls ring bears? Yes. Ariel, you just answered this question. So never mind. You did not allow other children at the wedding. So it was literally just the kids in the wedding party and that was it. Right. It, I, I had been, you know, you start taking notes of, of the kids at other events and you start realizing what you do not want to tolerate on your wedding day. And mm-hmm. even if there's a small chance, why leave that room? You know, I just, good. Good. All right, Tania. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe I'll talk to my future husband about this. Cause y'all are scaring me <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> like maybe there's something else the kids can come to, but maybe let the wedding just be yeah. adults only, or maybe just have the reception be adults only. Is there a lot of, I'm sorry. Is there a lot of young adults at yours? Cause we were listening to the type of music that like my kids probably shouldn't be listening to. <laughs> so it was kind of like one of those things like, okay, I get the nieces and nephews, but like it was, it was a party. It was a whole party, a grown folks party. Yeah. It was some dancing and it was um, an open bar, you know, top shelf. So uh-huh. you already know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vibe, like. I mean, I do have, you know, a lot of younger friends and now not all of them have kids, but on his side, his side is just so big. Oh my gosh. Like he, like, I thought, I wanted to invite a lot of people. No, he has like legit like 300 people just on his family, like on his on his dad's side because his dad has like eight mm-hmm. or nine like brothers and sisters. And then like they get together every single year. Well, of course not this year, but they get together every single year for like the family reunions. And it's like 300, like that's like the minimum. It is, at all his graduation parties, he was like, yeah, we had to rent out a venue and it was like more than 200 people there. Both he and I, like we have a lot of people, but his side is just crazy. And so I know that they have kids, but I mean, but you know what? We may just have to think about it and like actually talk this out because I mean, like y'all make some good points about the kids running around because honestly, when I was younger, I was that kid that was at the wedding and I was with my girls, you know, <laughs> I was, you know, I was having fun with my friends, you know, and I paid for that expensive meal for them to like not even eat it. 
Very true. Very true. Yeah, that's exactly the, my second thought was that people tend to forget when they're thinking about invitations that you pay for everything. You mm-hmm. pay for when they don't attend. You pay for when they do attend. You pay for what they don't eat and what they do eat. Um, versus, oh, I want to be present for a good time. Are you there for my union? Or are you there for the good time? So it's one of right. those things. Um, and I think everybody wants a night off to celebrate. And I and I think if you're reframing it in a way where you're looking at it as I want you to be there without having to be responsible for, you know, uh, you know, tending to a young child or your children, you know, mm-hmm. this, is a, this is not a celebration. Yeah. I think they want that too. Yeah, you're right. All of y'all are right. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So next question. Um, who did you ask to be in your wedding party? Who I asked just because um, this was a big, this is a big day. This is very special. You know, you want the people who you think will be accountable and who want to be there to support you. have been there every, every step of the way um, to bring in this joy with you and to be also willing to put in the work. It's not just you being there, you know, being there. It's also you being able to help um, this. This is a job. Um, this, you know, it's going to be fun. That's the goal, the end goal, but it's also going to be work. You're going to be doing things, um, that might pull your attention away from other people or other activities because of what you've committed to. So, you know, yes, yes, friendship, relationship, but then there's also duty. (laughs) You know, are you going to, um, be that person who, you know, you know, if I'm thinking about all my friends from my childhood, all my friends from college, you know, are you in a place that will allow you to fully commit to this opportunity that I'm giving to you? That makes sense. How about you, Shayla? Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think um, you have to really pick people that are going to be very supportive of you in this time and going to be like truly happy for you and be willing to be supportive of you all the way up through that day. Because part of being a bridesmaid is that you know the bride has to be able to to depend on you for anything. So like the craziest ask, even, you know, as a bride, you don't really ever ask anything crazy unless you're just a bridezilla. But there's some tasks that they're just going to have to do that are probably not going to be the most fun. Um, but they're going to be supportive. They're going to make your day easy. So all of my bridesmaids, I think I got really lucky, are friends that I felt like are lifetime friends. Um, so these are women that have been in my life for a long time who even some of them, like maybe I don't talk to every single day or I only talk to once a month, but have been through it with me. So, you know, all of like the bad dates and, (laughs) you know, the times when I was like single and sad and crying. And then, you know, all of the good times that are genuinely happy when you find somebody that is for you and it doesn't change your friendship. Like those are the people that you want standing up there with you. So that was a huge, huge factor for me because I had a lot of girlfriends to choose from, but even, even now there's friends that were in attendance at the wedding that I don't talk to now. So what if I had put them in my wedding party? Like that would have been, you know, just to have a big wedding party or just to have these people, it just wouldn't have been the right thing to do. Um, so being really like thoughtful and who you're picking and who you're going to look at those pictures in 20, 30 years or look at that video and be like, Oh my gosh, I cherish the friendship that I have with this person. And I am so glad they were here for me on such a big day in my life. Yeah, I also agree. Um, I think that the more and more that we have these conversations, like it's apparent to me that 
like you want whoever that is standing next to you, like you want them to be there maybe like 20 years down the line, you know, because in my mom's bridal party, I mean, of course her sisters were in it, you know, um, but she has some friends that were in it as well that she doesn't even talk to anymore. You know, granted that was over maybe like 35 years ago or so. Yeah. Yeah. Give or take, but you know, but you want to be able to still have those friendships later on down the line. And then also you want to be able to talk to them you know, um, about the hard times, because it's not just that day, you know, like you still want to have that friendship and be able to call them and be like, Hey, you know, I'm really having a hard time today with my husband. Like, can you just pray for me? Or can you just, you know, like give me some good advice, you know, and help me out because it's not just that day. So you definitely want people that are going to be with you for a lifetime. So I think it's also like, there's only so much you know about like this moment in time. Like, I don't think we should like beat ourselves up too much too about like who we put in the bridal party. Like not saying that it should just be any and everyone, but if you fall out with someone or just over time, like you grow apart from someone say five, 10 years later, you didn't see that coming today. Well, you you know, like I, if you feel like that would happen, then yeah, that's someone you shouldn't have in your bridal party. But like, I'm sure your mom 35 years ago wasn't thinking like, yeah, I'm not going to be cool with her. It's true. <laughs> like it's 2020, true. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. So I think there's one thing because there we see a lot too with like folks that have like big bridal parties, but it's like the folks in the bridal party are like their line sisters or like just homegirls from like this moment in time where it's like, you can tell that they don't have the same friend group every six to eight months. Like they switch it out or like it's a different group of friends or it's a different clique they're around. And I feel like that's more for those folks where it's like, okay, really think about who's in your bridal party. But then there's others of us where it's like, you know, Yes, like you and I, I highly doubt that we'll ever not be friends because we've already known each other and been friends over 20 years. But there are other folks where it's like, who knows, someone might move. And just because they move, you just aren't in contact with them as much. Yeah. So I was listening to another podcast and like the woman, she was just like, you know, I had like 10 bridesmaids and she only talks to like one person and she got married maybe like six years ago. So I was like, dang, like, <laughs> where'd they all go in six years? That's a short time frame, you know? So I guess that's what I'm talking about. Like, I don't yeah. want to ever, you know, have people next to me and like, they're gone in three years. Like, like, what? Like, I don't know. I get that. But even if they are, you shouldn't beat yourself up too much Very about true. it. Very if, true. you know, they're not in your life for a particular reason. You're not going to hate those photos. Cause I mean, really how many photos do we hang up with our bridal party in it? <laughs> like the majority of the photos are like the family photos. Yeah. Maybe the maid, like the maid and the matron of honor. Those are the ones that you still keep around. Mm-hmm. You might like them bridesmaids, you know, some time might get between them <laughs> and they might not be there no more. The maid and the maid of honor or the maid, in the matron of honor, like those are the ones that five, 10, 20 plus, they'll still be there. So, yeah. and those are, and they're in the photos, the more prominent photos. So you don't have to worry point, about that. 
all of the photos in our house of our wedding is just us. See? <laughs> there See? is no photo hanging up with anybody else from the wedding. <laughs> I feel like the like just thinking of folks' houses that I've been to where it's like they have wedding photos up. If they're not just a couple photos or like the family photos, it's the photo with like everybody in the photo. And that's just like one. You know, it's, it's not yeah. like, right. oh, I want to have a picture up with my bridesmaids. He has a picture up with his grooms. I mean, like, it's, mm -mm. that's yeah, just right. for our phones. <laughs> that's just for Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And like maybe Facebook or, you know, just to share out with folks. That's for the birthday posts when the birthday okay. rolls around. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Next question. How did you ask your bridesmaids um, to be in your party? I had a bridal brunch. Um, so my mom lives in Murfreesboro, which is about 45 minutes from uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And I sent them a cordial invitation via, I'm old school, y'all. I love to send cards. So I'm not the e-bike person. I will actually mail you a card, purchase the stamps and all. So I, I sent them all um, a card in the mail, inviting them to my bridal brunch in Tennessee. We stay at my mom's house. Um, so at the time, you know, she, my mom lives by herself. She had like, um, like a four bedroom. So I invited and I tried to partner people up in rooms that would get along with each other after we were meeting them, um, one of those things. So, and then I had this box that I created and I had, I had it was like it was a cute box that you can keep forever it says like secret box it was something something I had to sign I have a pictures of it that I'll share later but um in it I put like neat little gifts and then I created this little frame that says I can't say I do without you but in the middle of the frame has like an old school picture of us um so that way you know I try to I'm really I like being personal about my gifts. Um, and I made certain that every gift within that box was something they would use. So I got them um, a small wine bottle and then I created the, the glass myself, like a, a glass bottle. I kind of used the etch, etching glass, some, something to that. Anyway, and then I had the, the lipstick they would be using. I had their robe in there and I'm probably forgetting something. I think I put like pink and red Hershey chocolates in there because those were the colors of my wedding. It was like um, the shades of red. So from like a plush pink to like a deep, dark um, berry red. So, you know, just to give my idea. But yeah, it was cute and, and simple. And I did it at the brunch. And then after that, we went to look for my dress and I found my dress. It was great. Nice. I can't follow that. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> um so only out of my bridesmaids only two of them live locally so i mailed them all boxes and i just put it like full of stuff that was kind of wedding related and then also kind of like ariel like things that they could use um so i wrote each of them like a handwritten note to talk about why i wanted them standing next to me on my big day and then i bought them like um gosh i can't even remember just like random stuff that i knew that they could actually use and then packed it with candy <laughs> so i got i think everybody got like a cup with their name on it like a little water cup with a straw um what else was in there i think I don't know. I can't remember, but just some random stuff that they could all use. Uh, but the biggest thing I think was the handwritten note to say, Hey, will you be my bridesmaid? And this is kind of why. And I just mailed it. And then of course, when they got it, they would send me pictures kind of like holding it, which was really cute. So not as exciting. Um, next time, if there is a next time <laughs> for the vow renewal. 
<laughs> when I do bridesmaids, I'll have to do what Ariel did. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Y'all give me some ideas. <laughs> yes. The takeaway from that is the handwritten note, though. Yeah. That's, that's the personal yeah. touch, the chef's kiss of it all. Um, I will say you could do that before or after. So I did that, but I did that like after. So I intended to give it to them on the rehearsal dinner, like right before the wedding. But mm -hmm. of course, the way you think your wedding week is going to go doesn't go accordingly. So <laughs> I didn't send it out until like a couple months later when they forgot about it. But I sent pictures with it. So mm -hmm. I, um, I mailed all of them like pictures, like I selected select pictures of them within the wedding. They were good. And then, um, cause you know, they're not going to print these pictures. So, of course. um, so if I print the pictures, then that might propel them to get frames. But, um, and then I had the message. I, I, of course I wrote a message and I had these custom cards uh, and I didn't mail them too, Shayla. I had, um, my sisters live in New York and so does my maid of honor. So I had to mail through and two of my junior bridesmaids. They all lived in New York. So I had to mail all of their stuff. That's so nice. So did your bridal party members, especially more so on your side, did they know each other beforehand? Um, all of my girls knew each other. I think luckily because like two years before I got married or three years before I got married, um, I did like a big 30th birthday party where I had all of my girlfriends come on a trip with me to the Bahamas. So they kind of all knew each other from that trip, which was really good. So there wasn't any, like, there was no introductions. There was no awkwardness. We had all traveled together before. Um, and they kind of all knew each other before that because a lot of them are from the same point of time in my life. So it kind of worked out really, really well that everybody kind of already had formed a little bit of a bond before any of this ever happened. So I got really lucky. So my family uh, in New York, they obviously knew each other, but um, my sister and my cousin on my, on my mom's side of the family, they're the same age. So they knew each other like when they were young, because we have different mothers. So um, they met each other like once when they were like 12, 11 or something. No, they were like nine. They were young, like 10. So um, they met each other then and they hadn't really seen each other since then, but they were cool. I guess, you know, when you're like little girl, you're cool. But they got cool again and they got really tight um, because of the wedding. And really some people met during the engagement party because <laughs> uh, my husband threw me this great engagement. Um, he really shocked me with that one. And really a lot of them got to know each other on the bachelorette. So, but again, I kind of knew the personalities. So I knew who would be close to each other. And then one of my bridesmaids had to drop off, drop out. I don't know if I'm sure you're gonna have a question about some things that relate to that and I could touch on that. But um, so I had another friend and both of them were close from the same period of time, um, knowing each other in college. Actually, I met that one through the one that was originally in the party. Okay. Yeah, I want to know about that, about the bridesmaid who dropped out or or maybe it was the other way around. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So did your bridesmaids get along? My bridesmaids got along really well, I think, overall. So the friendship that kind of came out of it that I kind of expected but didn't expect was my matron of honor and my maid of honor. Um, so my maid of honor is my cousin and we are very, very similar. And then of course my matron of honor is my best friend and they planned my bachelorette and they like still text each other. They have daughters the same age and they live like 30 minutes away from each other um, in South Carolina. So they like get together for play dates now, all sorts of stuff. So that was like a surprising friendship that came out 
um, just from the wedding. Like they knew each other, but I think it really gave them a chance to bond, which was really nice. And then everybody else got along great. I think everybody just because I wanted everything so laid back, they were super laid back. So if somebody wasn't getting along, they just didn't tell me or they just acted like it was fine. <laughs> but I think overall, everybody got along perfectly. That's I was always very, good. I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was very strategic in whom I picked. So to ensure that there was, you know, so everyone was on the same page, everyone, um, we, we can have a sense of camaraderie for me, you know, in, in supporting the wedding. But I didn't necessarily have any internal conflict going on, thankfully. But again, it was learning from other weddings and being careful in who I wanted in the wedding, you know, because you can never be too, you can't cover every, everything. But if you can be selective with, you know, who will get along with each other based on the personalities, by all means, go for it. But yeah, I didn't have to deal with that because that's one thing that I was able to cover, at least on the bridal, uh, the, the bridesmaid side. Now... The groomsmen's side was a little bit different. Um, <laughs> and I will say that, you know, I, you know, you, you want your family to be in a wedding, but um, I think sometimes it's okay to have them sit out too, um, knowing their personality. And I knew the personality, but I was just hoping that there would be some toleration. Um, but boys can be a little bit different, you know, where when they're fed up and annoyed, it's not like girls where we handle things differently. You know, they really will handle it. <laughs> so but nothing, basically nothing came about. But I was it was something I learned about after. So it was one of those things that I didn't know what was going on. Again, this was the groom side. Um, and this more happened during like the wedding around the wedding or like rehearsal wedding day. Well, we never hear about the men. Like I always feel like, you know, they're just laid back chill drinking smoking cigars or something else you know but yeah you never hear about conflict amongst the groomsmen interesting okay okay but i'm happy mm. that you all you know had a group that all that all got along yeah so for your bridal party what kind of qualifications did you have that made or break somebody so like what was the difference between this is someone I want in my bridal party versus this is someone I'm just going to invite as a guest. I actually made a little list. <laughs> <laughs> so finances. Um, I think you have to be realistic in your qualifications, knowing that, they, you know, what type of wedding are you going to have? Is this grandeur? You know, if it's small, um, are you paying for most of the things? Will they be um, having to fork out most of the money, whether it's bachelorette? You know, there's so many things that, you know, and as I was considering being in someone's br um, bridal party, I, uh, I had to consider that. Um, so I understood, you know, the having to respect someone and their inability at that moment to be able to afford the cost of participating in a wedding, their willingness to commit. It could be their availability due to work, due to parenting family, um, their workload and distance. You know, it, it would be great if, you know, your friend from childhood who lives across the nation can, can be a part of your wedding. But, you know, you may have different lives now. Um, there might be other conflicts of interest that will spill over into their ability to help support your wedding. Relationships, you know, I think you have to get away from, I want somebody who's going to, you know, be fun. You know, it's not just about fun. That's great. 
you want to have those relationships who, but they should be trustworthy. They should be dependable and they should be supportive and communicative. Um, and, and hopefully when you say supportive, the communicative comes with that, but sometimes that's not always the case. I, I can support you when I'm available versus I can't support you because I'm not available when you need me to be. And that goes to being dependable. Can I depend on you? Can I call you once and know that you will call me back? You know, I know that Shayla mentioned her friend earlier, but she came in. She that's something you have to be willing, willing to accept going into your wedding that this person, you may have to reach out to them in three different mechanisms. Do you have the patience for that when you're balancing trying to get your husband's party together, trying to get your parents and their and his parents together? So it's all these things that's just like, do you want that additional workload? And it shouldn't, in 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 my opinion, from um and and how I see it, um the if you're in my party, you should be working with me, not in a way where I'm having to. You're working against me, and I have to, and it's more counterproductive than productive to what I need to get done. And you know that also helps to willingness to help or or uh, be available to help even at my weakest or worst moments. You know, you gotta, you gotta be down. You gotta be down. I might be angry. I might, I didn't become a bridezilla until probably the rehearsal into the wedding day. Cause things, because of people, things weren't happening the way they should happen, you know? And, you know, it starts bringing out the worst in you. But if you got that bridesmaid who, who is patient, who's allowing you to test their nerve just so you can have your day, that's a real one. Keep that one. She's going to be around 20 years later. I mean, if you keep treating her like that, she will not be. But if that <laughs> <Right>. day... <laughs> Can we really just take a minute in a moment to pause for that list? Because that was really everything. <laughs> like, I don't even know what I expected for an answer for that. But if you are in the process of like planning your wedding seriously and you haven't picked your bridesmaids yet or your bridal party, please take note of literally everything. Oh my God. Like I'm, I wish I had done that. <laughs> like just thinking back. Cause like, do you have, do you have the time for this? Do you have the money for this? Do you have like, the temperament overall, like to be a bridesmaid. Right. And, and I have one last thing. So what I think a lot of us get into the habit of is the obligation of I was in your wedding. So you have to be in my wedding. You know, I think we have to do a better job of saying no and not feeling bad about it. You mm -hmm. know, I don't think there should be a reciprocity for that because it's not always the same. And, and I think how you approach that and how you, how you, um, how you convey that message to that person, if you do mm -hmm. it in a gentle manner, in a way that is, you know, constructive rather than destructive, then I think that will go a long way um, because not everyone will be able to, to make it. Not everyone, you know, you have to be realistic with, you know, who is going to be able to deliver and, and don't don't consider them because they were because you were in their wedding. I mean, that's not that's great if you have that type of relationship. But some people, they they'll throw you in there just to throw you in there. You know, you're like, I don't know what qualified me to be in your wedding because we're really not close like that. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Bars. <laughs> that was perfect. What about you, Shayla? Do you have anything? To um, add no, to I have no list. <laughs> 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 Mine 
solely based off of my relationship with them. Um, and that's because just me as a person, I have a lot of friends. I just have people that are my friends that I do certain things with at certain times. And it would be easy to just throw a bunch of people in there. But I know that some of those friendships are specific reasons. Um, so for me, it was like the lifelong friends. So, you know, it was my cousin who we're only three months apart. So there's been only three months of our lives where we haven't been close. My best friend from college who I lived with for a period of time who probably um, knows me about as well as my husband knows me. And then other friends that have just been there and been supportive through like different phases of life and what that relationship is and what that looks like and who I know, you know, when it's time for me to have some kids will be there. And when big milestones, like those people will always be there. So for me, it was really based on relationship because if I had just picked friends, I could have had 20 bridesmaids, but who knows, like, you know, what relationships are really special and which ones are really going to be the ones that's like, I want this person with me through this entire experience. I want this person with me all the way up through your day. And it's like, you also need somebody that's going to calm you down because who knows how you're going to be on your wedding day. Or like to Ariel's point, if you turn into a bridezilla, they're going to be the ones that are like, okay, you, it's your day. You could be a bridezilla for right now. Um, for me, my mom was the momzilla. So I was like, who's going to be the one that like goes and deals with my mom so that she can like calm down or like, you know, who's going to be the one that like runs the errand for me. That's like kind of weird. And I don't want anybody to run it. Like who's going to be the person that I can trust. And then also you have to think about like post-marriage. I think we've touched on this earlier. Like who are the people that you can call to say, Hey, pray for me. Like this is tough right now. Or sometimes you need to call somebody and be like, listen, my husband is getting on my nerves right now. And I just need somebody to like, listen and not then call somebody else and be like, oh, Shaylin and Greg having problems. No, he's just getting on my nerves. <laughs> um, so those kind of things, it's like people you can trust in what that relationship is. And for me, that is how I picked. So there's a level of maturity there, honestly, with your answer. So um, I think kind of similar to what I was saying earlier, like the girls that have the rotating friends. And I think of some people not like, I see it more kind of with the girls, like in their early twenties where they're like still out of college. So um, they have the friends that like they met through their college friends, but then they also have the friends that they met through like maybe coworkers or they went to a kickback and then they went to another one and then, you know, the same group of folks. And so they have all these like really kind of good time friends where it's like, if you want to go to brunch, if you want to go out, if you want to like go just, to a concert. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you want to do the things that we're going to post on Instagram, then, you know, I have that rotation of folks, but if you broke down in the middle of the night and you're headed back, who can you call? You know, like, are they going to, are they going to answer your phone? Like, are they going to take you to the airport or are they going to pick you up? Cause that's a, that's a huge, <laughs> that's, that's a huge true. one, especially here in Atlanta. Like <laughs> that's, that's true. Cause yeah. Cause flight times be all sort of times and I mean, I'm not There's, even talking about the flight times. I'm talking about the you traffic. You're thinking of traffic, trying to get in, <laughs> trying to travel through all this, especially while they're doing the construction. Oh, my god! Exactly, gosh. exactly. It so. is a mess. Um, but, yes, I mean, honestly, like, both what both of you said, 
really, really great like points to like consider in terms of like who to bring into your bridal party. What Ariel was saying about like, if I call you one time, are you going to call me back? I think that is so huge, especially when we're like, we could get so caught up in texting or especially the friends where like, maybe you're not on the phone with them all the time, but you text them all the time. But if they call you, are you going to not see that as like a shaming to call me? <laughs> you never call them back or are you going to call back because they never call you, you know? So, so it's a lot to kind of consider, but again, don't like beat yourself up. If y'all aren't friends 10 years from now, it's okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. <laughs> what expectations did you set for your bridal party? If any. Um, I didn't really have much expectation for them. It just, you know, I wanted it to be like a cool, fun, relaxing event all the way around. Um, you know, I wanted them obviously to like have fun and enjoy themselves because I knew it was going to be a day that I always looked back on. So I really didn't ask a lot of them as far as like my expectations went, like for example, um, for the bachelorette party, I made sure that, you know, my maids of honors that were planning that they knew like, don't spend a lot of money, make this easy for people to get to. It's not, a, one of my bridesmaids was, lives in New York, so she couldn't come, wasn't a big deal. It was like, you know, not a big thing. And then because my mom did so much planning, she wanted to do the bridal shower. She wanted to do all that. That took a lot off of my bridesmaids, which was good. I think she probably had more expectations of my bridesmaids than I did. Um, I tried to make it like as low key as possible because I also wanted it to be fun for them to be there. Like I didn't want them to look back on my day and be like, oh, should not have agreed to be her bridesmaid. So <laughs> I try to make it as easy as possible. Like I said, one of my friends is like the most chill bride ever. So I was trying to be like her. <laughs> I, I agree with um, Shayla. I did, you don't ever want it to be a burden, you know, in your wedding, like you're, you're, you know, patronizing people and, you know, when they see your text, they're annoyed and you're sending too many messages in the group chat. You know how it is to have your, your inbox flooded. Um, but I did make certain that I, when I did communicate to them, it was it was to the point. It was detailed. Um, if someone asked me something on the outside, I would then put it in that chat because I would presume that other people would have the same questions. Um, and it was fun. You know, I tried to make it fun. But um, yes, I did have expectations just because um, if I if you came in, it was with the understanding that you would be communicative. Um, you would be able to meet deadlines. Um, I wouldn't have to harass you. <laughs> and I don't, and learning from that, um, the expectation that I learned from that, leaving, you know, uh, from the experience of the wedding, um, I don't ever want to be in a place where I have to be persistent in asking you for something, especially when it's so close to a deadline. Um, that is the stress that you are supposed to be helping me to avoid. So if you see the signs early where you have to be persistent in asking someone for something, run. <laughs> like that should be a sign that they clearly, you know, may not be honest with you, but if they don't want to do this, they, they don't, it's not a priority they, or they don't have the time, whatever the reason the, it, it comes down, it, it sums up to the same conclusion. Um, this isn't a priority and that's okay. 
you know, and sometimes they don't have the heart to say that because there is a, an influence trigger called consistency, where once you make this um, commitment, you feel that you have to follow through in it. And it's just that, you know, no, you don't, you know, it's, if it's still early enough, um, let's go ahead and see if somebody else can come in, you know, and I've seen that happen in my cousin's wedding that kind of happened in mine, but not to the same effect, but, um, but yeah. Uh, you know, just being able to recognize the signs that this person, you know, has other priorities and you might be doing them a favor by relieving them of their um, duty. And that's totally fine. You know, all this ties into our next question, kind of sort of um, speaking about duty and, and also at the responsibility. We're going to get a little bit personal. What did you pay for? And and this is like in relation to your bridesmaids. Um, and what did your bridesmaids or maid of honor have to pay for? Um, so I, for at least for like all the stuff leading up to the wedding for bachelorette, I don't think I paid for anything. I tried to pay for one thing. And I think my matron of honor like slapped my card out my hand and was like, no, we're paying for this. Um, but I was really specific about the requirements for bachelorette that it wouldn't be expensive so that that was possible for, you know, them to pay for it, and not feel like it was a burden. And then we invited some extra girls. So that made it a little bit more affordable. And then, like I said, if somebody couldn't make it, like it wasn't a big deal just to make it easy. Um, when it comes to wedding day, they paid for their dresses, but I let them pick their dresses. I only picked the color. So then it was kind of up to them to what price point they wanted to pay. Um, so if they liked a dress that was $500 and that's the dress that you like and you got to pay for it, but I'm not making you pay for a $500 dress. Um, and then I paid for them to get their makeup done. And that was just because I'd been in weddings where they had been given the option and some girls got professional makeup and some girls didn't, and you could tell. Um, so I just wanted it to be consistent. So I was like, I'm not even getting anybody the option. You have to get professional makeup and I am paying for it. And I actually also did that for um, my sisters-in-law and my mother-in-law as well, because I knew they would be in a lot of pictures. So I was like, no, if one of us has our makeup done, we are all having our makeup done. And then they paid for their own hair. I gave them the option because, you know, everybody's got like their hairstylist that they like, and it's just too difficult for me to be like, okay, I'm going to pay this hairstylist this much and this. So everybody did their, paid for their own hair. And then a few of the girls, like the ones that traveled from out of town, stayed in the hotel. Um, and most of them, like they were married, so they needed to stay with their husband. So they paid for their hotel room and whatnot, but we made sure to like get them discounts and that kind of stuff on that. Um, so anything else that was like wedding related, like rehearsal dinner, we paid for all that. But um, so they basically just paid for like their dresses and their hair. Um, I tried to be very uh, conscious of you know, being cost effective, knowing that, you know, they have to pay for the bachelorette party. So when I gave them their, their, I guess, request box for them to be my bridesmaid, it did include their robes. Um, I held on to their slippers because I had a feeling that some of them would be wearing their slippers. So um, I did pay for their slippers. I paid for their jewelry. Uh, it was a wristlet, um, earrings, and um, I had these headpieces. I, I was going for like a goddess look. I made their hairstyle super easy where like they could do it their own or they could pay for it. And of course, you know, they, they wanted to pay for it. They wanted inches. And um, uh, slick down, um, middle part, like bone straight. So some of them, you know, put, put weave in. Some of them did regular, but it was just that same consistent look. Um, the dress was, I made certain it was under $200. If you got it custom fit, 
it was like 168. If it was, if you got it, if you got it custom, it was one, it was $20 extra. So I think that was a good bargain because you couldn't see the shoes in the dress. I had them get, um, choose whatever rose gold shoes they wanted as long as it was open toed. Now you did get some girls who were trying to be frugal and did not pay for the custom, even though they may have been, even though they may have been um, tailored, like, cause I had them get tailored the, uh, the day that I picked out my wedding dress, those who were able to attend. Um, and then those who just ordered online, of course, just look at the size guide. You would think people would look up the size guide. That's not true. So make certain ladies, if you are um, having your bridesmaids pay for their dress online, that you emphasize, look at the size guide. Don't assume that you are a size four or eight when you might be, you know, two sizes according to um, the measurements of this website. But uh, there were issues where some of the dresses did not fit. So I had to get built in corsets. So thankfully, three out of the eight had to get built in corsets. So it didn't look off, you know, it just looked like a different type of style. But that was crazy. Finding someone, getting their dresses down, buying the material. I, bu I bought the material for it, but most of them paid for um, the cost. But I just bought like the material that they would need to get it custom, uh, to put the course built in corset in. Um, I did pay for their pajama set for the bachelorette because I wanted a pajama um, night. And we did like a lake house um, bachelorette party in um, Charlotte, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina. So that was to me, my gift to them. And then I also, they paid for the track suits, but I paid for the customization because the original cut, there was issues within the bridal party for why that didn't happen, but it's fine. I worked it out. And what I ended up coming up with was much better than, you know, what they had planned, which is not, you know, to negate their efforts, but, um, you know, things just ended up working out because I love the designs I came up with and they loved it too. Other than that, yeah, that's pretty much and they pay for everything. Makeup. Oh, some of them decided some of, you know, we got these MUAs, you know, here today, you know, a lot different yeah. 2020 versus 10 years ago, you know, MUA, like that was in the hashtag. Um, so with that, um, I have like different um, family members and friends who do makeup. So as long as they use the same palette, um, they bought their own palette and I allowed them to do it. And I trusted that they would get it done and they did it. So and then those who couldn't, they paid for the makeup artist and I made certain it was reasonable. So, cause Atlanta makeup artists, especially traveling, oh, they will cap on a wedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not cheap at all. <laughs> also, I just want to add this last bit apart. So I did pay for all the dresses first and then they all paid me back because I, I ordered online. And then because of COVID, I got my dresses there. It's a, online, I'm pretty sure they're based, they're based out of China. So there were some issues. <laughs> with coronavirus and getting these dresses in. So I was glad I ordered them in time where, you know, because waiting on the bridesmaid, you just might as well just pay me back in, in three months. And don't give them a long deadline because you saying, oh, six months? No. <laughs> Payment plans. Do the, uh, what is that new? The the quad, quad play. Yeah, the quad play. Yeah. You're going to divide <laughs> it into four like that. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. So, yeah. You know. How involved were your maid of honor and my bridesmaids in planning your bridal shower and bachelorette. So I had a situation where my, um, I had certain people within a party who couldn't fulfill their duties. So it, so again, it's very important that you're strategic in who you put in your bridal party, because in the event that you have people who can't fulfill their duties, then you can depend on the other people to come through. 
Now, um, the type of now the reason she couldn't do it was, you know, it was, it was just, you know, personal issues, just stuff she had going on that, you know, had it been a better time for her, she would have done it. Um, but unfortunately, due to the timing, which was unforeseeable, you know, I tried to do everything I could to prevent something such as that happening. And because of her role, it was harder for me to ask certain bride, certain bridesmaids to commit to that because that wasn't their role. And, and I mean, I guess it's obvious it's made honor. So, so fortunately, um, I had other bridesmaids within the party who were able to help out where she could not. Now I didn't excuse her from the entire duty. She was able to help where she could, but they pretty much did it all. And I, I don't regret anything just because it was the greatest experience. Um, you know, I'm not here to compare my bachelorette to someone else's, but I will sit here and be like, I wouldn't trade my bachelorette for anything. Um, every part of it was a wonderful experience. Um, but it was, if it wasn't for the fact that I chose um, these two particular bridesmaids to be in my party, it wouldn't have been the same. And I let them know in that, you know, that little card I sent to them at the end, you know, that they were phenomenal. Um, you know, they really held it down um, because, you know, you never, no bride should, pr should plan her own bachelorette. So that's why you have to have these contingencies in place in the event that something doesn't go right, such as one person isn't able to commit to their duty. You know, you have grace, let them continue to be in it. But, you know, hopefully you have people who love you equally and will support you regardless of not actually having that title I don't have a story <laughs> um, no I think I mentioned before my mom was a bit of a momzilla so she did a lot of planning um she planned my entire bridal shower um and she planned our engagement party so that kind of took a lot off of the bridesmaids so that they could focus really on the bachelorette party and I let kind of my honors do most of it just because I knew that they were the girls that were going to listen to the things that I wanted that, you know, the no strippers, like we talked about and like none of that. I wanted to be low key. I knew they could handle it and they did a great job um, of really giving like exactly what I asked for. And in the end, like they ended up getting along really well and kind of forming that friendship. So it worked out really well, but my mom did a lot of planning. So like, she was almost like an honorary bridesmaid in that, um, she like held a brunch for us before we went to go dress shopping for the bridesmaids dresses. Um, like I said, she did my entire bridal shower, even down to like the games. She did all of that, which was huge for her. I mean, she's, naturally a planner but um so that took a lot off of the bridesmaids to give like the focus to the bachelorette party because she was like i don't want to do that <laughs> your mom is a real one i will say that she's a real one <laughs> she literally could go into business planning weddings because she's so good at it so it made it easier i think on the bridesmaids so they just had kind of one main event to focus on and then i really didn't want like a bunch of showers i know that some people do lots of showers so i didn't even ask for a shower like within the bachelorette so that we could just focus on doing fun stuff um, for my bridal shower um i did ask two of my aunties um, but I asked them as a gift, you know, instead of, you know, getting me a gift for the wedding, I, you know, I asked if they would host it and they did a, a really great job, um, doing it and they had no problem doing it. And my mom would, would help if, you know, they needed her to, you know, but she ended up, my mom ended up not giving anything cause they, they took care of it. Um, 
But yeah, so I was very help- thankful for that. So make sure you ask people who, you know, it's not going to be a burden and they'll be willing to do it without, you know, grunting their teeth. And um, and also they, they're financially in a place where they can help. It's definitely a blessing. Yeah, because... You don't want you don't want people to like cut corners there. Like it's yeah. supposed to be a good time, and the way like your friends and your family get to show like how much they love you by like you know all these different events, and I mean that's really what the bridal shower is, right? Showering you with love and all of that. So that is a very very good point. Don't don't have no cheap folks <laughs> trying to <laughs> run to the Dollar Tree just to you know, make yeah. something. Yeah. I mean, the Dollar Tree does have some stuff in there that you can yeah, they do have buy finesse, stuff. but like, <laughs> you know, in moderation, like, yeah, don't yeah. have those same decorations that you see in everyone else's bridal shower and party. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking about the bridal shower and bachelorette, how involved were you all in the planning? Not at all. <laughs> I literally, I said for Bachelorette, I was like, make sure that it's somewhere that most people can drive to and that we don't spend a lot of money. I don't really care what we do um, and make sure that there's lots of junk food. And they delivered. We also did like a lake house Bachelorette, kind of like Ariel. um, And we just kind of hung out and did like just stayed up all night. It's the longest I've stayed up in a very, very long time. Um, but it was a lot of fun just with like my best girlfriends. I literally just sent them lists of people that I wanted to invite and they did everything else. And then, like I said, my mom did all of the bridal shower. So she literally asked me some questions to, for the game and that was it. Um, and I showed up and she like had it all worked out. So I did nothing, which was nice. Uh, I mainly contributed my preferences you know they asked me what I wanted initially I already had like my vision of the bachelorette like I wanted to go to Miami we were going to get a a little yacht you know (laughs) a little boat and um I wanted you know the the bathing suits and I wanted to be according to the wedding colors but then financially it just wasn't um it just it just wasn't going to be convenient for people. So, you know, some people were like, I'll do it. But I'm just like, you know, I'd rather have people there than have that experience. The experience is you guys being there. So, you know, having to be realistic and be willing to, you know, to fold for things that will be inclusive for everyone's participation, but it's not at the compromise of you enjoying yourself because the real enjoyment comes from people attending to celebrate you not what people are willing to pay for that's beyond their limits. I mean, you don't want that. Um, And you don't want people resenting you for that either. So I definitely, we changed it to Charlotte so that, you know, people could come and it wouldn't be an issue. And and then no flights. Everyone can drive from Atlanta easy. Some people can fly in straight to to Charlotte. So things like that, that made it easier for people. Um, And then that helped with where the cost could go to. So instead of putting all that money into a ticket, you can put that money into, you know, doing events or, or, you know, decorations, et cetera. But um, with that, um, I didn't really offer much, but what I wanted, you know, as far as like activities, I'm a big kid. So we, you know, I want, I definitely wanted to do a dinner. I wanted to do some type of activity where we were doing something. We did like go kart. We found this place that was like go karting, um, laser tag. It was some other stuff. It was just fun. It was a lot of fun. That's when we wore them tracksuits. And then, um, 
And then we we also did like a, a wine. And, what is it? A sipping Sipping um, thing? Sipping thing? Yes. Okay. Yes. We did one of those at the house and my sister, she loves to paint. So she bought all this paint stuff down. I actually still have it in my house now because she, she never got it back. She was in New York, but um, that was a lot of fun. We all painted sunsets and it was funny because I ended up going to my honeymoon change. I ended up going to Cabo and I actually got to see that sunset. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, like it foreshadowed that, but yeah, they made it a point to make certain that it was, they weren't assuming what I liked, but they were just getting different things about, you know, ensuring that they were meeting some of the small things that I request. After hearing all this, do you think each of your bridesmaids and your matron of honors and, and like your maid of honors lived up to their roles? I definitely think my girls lived up to their roles. I mean, if we like had, like I said, a vow renewal and I did bridesmaids again, I would pick all the same girls. Um, when it came down to it, just the day of everybody like really got into place. I was super, super calm all day. And then all of a sudden, like we got locked out of our hotel room at one point. And so we were like hiding in the bar so that, um, you know, my husband wouldn't see me. And I got real nervous and my one bridesmaid got me a shot. And then my mom was like screaming about things. My other bridesmaid took care of her. Um, and then, you know, all throughout the wedding, like they were just so good. They made sure that we always had a drink in our hand and that the dance floor was always packed and they were pulling people to the dance floor. So, I mean, they, I, they killed it as bridesmaids and it was so fun and they looked amazing and it just was the best day and probably would not have been, you know, they were just a bonus to that day. So I think they just really owned it and was such a good group. So Yes, they definitely lived up. I would say some of them definitely exceeded my expectations w with them stepping up. I The bridesmaid I was talking about before who dropped out um, found out she was pregnant. And, you know, she ended up just offering her dress to another friend who, you know, was actually someone I was considering originally, but I decided to go with her. <laughs> Believe it or not, it was crazy. But, uh, but the fact that she didn't, you know, it honestly was a month out. So that also put a lot of pressure on me because I'm like, I'm a month out. I got to buy all the stuff that I bought for the other girls and make certain you're good and you have it. Um, and, you know, her willingness to, you know, to help me out and to do it and, and to be a good sport knowing that like, hey, I wasn't there for everything. But, I, you know, even if I'm coming in a month out, like, where do you need me at? What can I do? That was, that was real for me. And then I had a groomsman who shouldn't know me. So I am very particular with, cause I helped, I had a day planner, though she helped me stay on track with other things. I pretty much planned everything. So with the groomsmen, my, my husband had got them like custom socks. So when it came to some of those details and when they asked us about jewelry or when my bridesmaids asked me about jewelry or when I had someone ask me about, you know, socks, you know, I told them, yeah, you know, do whatever. Cause I knew secretly we're giving you gifts on the day of, and you'll have your jewelry, you'll have your socks. So I allowed them to think that they could wear what they wanted to wear. But if you really know me and I, and my controlling nature, why would I like, you know, you have to know something is up. So this, this groomsman really was adamant about wearing these socks to the point where he's telling my husband, she wants me to wear these. And I'm like, like, and my husband had to be like, he had to be stern. Like, no, you're going to change this to these socks. Then it became, then there were some issues about us because we have this whole scenario. Um, we we created some type of um, like kind of like a play or whatever coming during the walkout after the reception, you know, going into the reception. So there were some people who 
there was a person, I won't say people, there was a person who, um, same person, was doing the most about coming out, didn't want to take off their groomsmen jacket. It's just like, just do it. <laughs> like, so there's just different things where I'm just like, but again, I didn't see none of that. This is something I heard after. So on the groomsmen side. And then um, on the wedding day, my bridesmaids definitely came through. So I was so mad at my hairstylist. And when I mean, I didn't find out until the week of that she expected me to come. She, I already knew I was going to have to wash my hair, which I was fine with. I understand, like, this isn't a place that you can really wash my hair. But, the, you know, you have to put me in a sink. Like, it's a lot. And it's not that type of sink. But when she told me I had to blow dry my hair, I was like, what? And at the time, before I cut my hair, it was, I had a lot of hair. And that's you already adding that onto your day schedule. I mean, you got to wake up a little bit earlier so your hair could be fresh blow dry. So I was so mad about that. Then she couldn't even stay for the entire event. So the hairstyle she got literally dropped. So if you notice in my, I did the, um, I did that first look with my husband because thankfully I did that because I allowed us to get some really great pictures. But if you notice the difference between my pictures, uh, my first look pictures and my pictures with the party, um, my hair is a lot more, uh, has a lot more volume. Like it's more um, bumped. I had to call, my cousin had to bring her a wand because my, like literally I had wardrobe malfunctions that day, but people really were looking out. They made certain, they dealt with my attitude. My, they gave me shampoo at pain. They did my hair. Like they, they hooked me up. My bridesmaids really came through in the clutch. Like I, I <laughs> it was some questionable things going on, but thankfully, um, you know, no weapons formed against me. She prospers. So I was good. So have to say that that's a lot but i'm happy that you had family there your friends and right you know like you said they held you down because i mean in that moment i don't think uh, i'd be upset like right because especially old boy about the socks and the like in entering into the reception like this, this is not, this is not about you yeah. right now like <laughs> oof okay your hair looked good. Yes. Both ways, though. Like, I mean, it was definitely gorgeous in the first look photos. <laughs> and honestly, Very I pretty. don't think I would have even, like, noticed until you said something. So, I mean. Because, you know, you choose the pictures that you want to put that look, you know, that look, make you look. But if I have some other mm -hmm. pictures that I show, you can clearly see how it looks like it fell. You know, mm -hmm. but thankfully I got a, I had a bomb photographer where she was able to capture some really great moments that you wouldn't focus on the fact that my hair looks flat on this side, at least not the pictures I chose. <laughs> yeah. And that is key. That is definitely key. Yeah. And your photographer is a friend of the show, Ashley yes, Cole. Ashley. We love Ashley we so really much. Um, yeah. She really is. Um all right, so final question. A girl just got engaged and she has all these friends, all these family members. She hasn't made a decision yet and she's just not going to. What would you tell her about picking her bridal party? I would say go with your first instinct because however you think they're going to be as a bridesmaid, that is how they're going to be as a bridesmaid times 10. <laughs> so if you think they're going to be a good, supportive, fun person to be around, they most likely are. If you think that there's going to be a little bit of drama and that they're going to be a little bit of diva and take away from your day, then they probably are. Um, so definitely go with your first instinct 
and you know pick the people that this is the best day of your life that you want standing up there to celebrate that with you and if not they can sit in the audience or do a reading or handout programs there's a job for them if you really feel like they need to be a part of it but don't necessarily need to be bridesmaid status so um just choose wisely go with your gut yes uh definitely i stand in agreement with Shayla, um, because it's not about them. Um, again, I don't want anyone getting into the idea that there has to be some type of reciprocity for you, uh, for you putting someone in your wedding because you were in their wedding, no, knowing that this isn't, this person doesn't have a great temperament or we don't have that type of relationship, um, you know, for, for the sake of what loyalty, um, and then, um, you know, I, I, you'll never be able to truly, you'll never be able to truly plan for everything. It's just, it's just, just life. Um, I tried, I thought I did, and, um, I still got hit with different things that you have to learn to just bounce back, keep your eyes on what's really important and have fun. And the people who you select, you know, as I mentioned, if you really consider those things, such as their finances, their willingness to commit, their availability, the type of relationship you have, whether they're trustworthy, dependable, or supportive, and you know, and if they're down, they're down for you in your weakest moments because you're gonna have weak moments. You're gonna need them. You might cry. You know, you might get to the point where you're overwhelmed and stressed, and you want to cry. And um, and yeah, you're gonna need some prayer. <laughs> before and after and during the wedding yes <laughs> all of the above um but you know the the biggest thing is that they should be there for you and they should be willing to set aside um you know they should you know especially when it comes to just the wedding they should be willing to make time for that um and to find ways to do it it shouldn't be a burden and if you see the signs to what shayla said if you see the signs run you should never have to force somebody or be persistent in trying to make somebody be in your wedding or want to be want to do their role. It's not that serious. I'd rather have one less bridesmaid than to be sitting here trying to make this one bridesmaid commit. What good is that doing me? Especially if it's all oh, because they, they could financially help. It's, that should have never been a reason for them to be your friend in the first place. Other than that, yeah, you pray on it. <laughs> definitely pray on it all very 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 good pieces of advice um ladies thank you for this uh yes, thank you this was such a a really good episode um i was wondering like at first you know when i thought of like oh we should have a rattle party episode once i started thinking about the questions i was like this can go in so many ways like there's so much that you can really just like dig into. But I love that, you know, we were able to kind of learn from what you guys experienced and kind of your thought processes throughout that time frame and the fact that you're already married. So that makes it even better because that's done now. Like you have been through it and you're not like still going through the motions of things where like something could come up or, you know, like, oh, we're still planning for blah, 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 or this is going to come up. And especially in the middle of COVID, which you know, the, the threats of like another shutdown in a few months. And so, yeah. Um, but I really, I mean, this, we've been talking about bridal party stuff, you know, of course for my own, but just like, 
as a topic on the show for a while, something we've been wanting to do and talk about just because we know how big of a, you know, like in the scheme of picking your dress, picking a venue, you know, all the thousands of things you got to pick as a bride. I mean, the cost of everything that you never knew how much something costs until you start getting married. Nobody knows how much flowers cost until they start getting married. It's like your bridal party is such a huge part of your wedding. And it's not just the turn up. It's those hard moments where it's like, look, I might need help the night before putting stuff together or the week leading up because I don't want to pay anyone anymore. Like I'm sick of paying (laughs) for stuff. So I'm gonna do it myself or it can be as simple as like putting, you know, your invitations and like when you have to mail over a hundred invitations, you know, and this, and you're talking about like, the it's a lot of you talking about you know having to clip on the the, the labels the label, yeah. yeah the labels not only that having to lick every car oh my gosh it's, it's a lot right. um, put the stamps on there so yes um having that person to do that is so important that you can count on so i had people who offered i had people who didn't weren't even in a party offering um but the mm. fact that my bridesmaids would make that time that's what was important Definitely. And I mean, yeah, there are so many of the moments that aren't like the glamorous ones that are, you know, photographed or with a hashtag or whatever. It's like there are these times where you just need somebody because because, you know, or there are moments where, like you were saying, the the dresses might not come on time. So then you might have to, like, change your whole dress plan. I know for us, we went back and forth because at first we were like, oh, okay, we're going to do a Zazzy dresses. And then um, my, br- uh, my planner was like, well, because COVID is hitting in China. Meanwhile, we were still, you know, outside and going as usual over here. She was like, well, because COVID's hitting in China, you actually, it might take longer for your dresses to come back. So you might want to consider something local like Davis Bridal. Then we start looking at Davis Bridal. Then it was looking like Davis Bridal was going to take longer. So then we end up going back to the Zazzy. And so it's like, there are all these little moments and things. And it, it's, a, it's a lot. It's fun. It's rewarding. But it's not always going to be like roses and sunshine and things like that. And you hope to have a good group of women and or men or, or and men that will hold you down, hold each other down, be able to like each other, be able to understand that like not everything is about you personally. Like it is just a decision that has to be made. They all have like good temperament and, you know, maybe they end up like, Shayla's folks where you know they become like good friends afterwards and they're having play dates like you would hope that it ends up being a better thing for them a better you know thing that they were excited to be in and have participated in versus like okay I'm glad that's over and then your relationship is kind of strained or just fizzles and then three years later you're like I'm not even friends with her no more is she in my wedding photos (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) archiving photos on instagram because it's like i don't even rock with her no more um but anyway ladies thank y'all for that we're not gonna let you go just yet we're gonna move real quick into unsolicited advice which is something we do every week um we give advice 
to folks that are listening because, you know, you get a lot of advice sometimes when you're engaged that you didn't ask for. So the advice for this week is honestly, and I think I've given similar advice before now that I'm about to say it out loud, but anyway, so it's actually kind of similar to um, what we were discussing earlier when Ariel was bringing up the handwritten notes. How about like, if you really love and enjoy the family you're about to marry into, so whether it's the mom, the dad, if he has children um, or siblings or what have you, write them all personal notes that you can give to them either the date of the wedding or like shortly after you can go the route of like sending it with photos as well. Um, like Ariel said, and just, it's a, it's a nice gesture because we're all so caught up in digital that handwritten gestures go such a long way. So that's my advice for this week. Tania. Very good advice. So thank you. now we're going to move into the wedding vendor love and I'm gonna have you go first, Ariel. I definitely um, have to give a shout out to Ashley Nicole. Um, she taught us how to pose. There are different things that we didn't know what to do. She 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 did it. Like I don't want to have to figure out. There are certain looks that I did end up um, googling. Like I wanted I wanted to look a certain type of way. But when it came to group photos, like. I don't know about that. Like she handled all of that. How we need to pop our, our leg a certain type of way. Have our have our have our um flowers uh, positioned above our like uh, na- navel. She also um she was just very just helpful because when I took my engagement photos, I didn't have someone who specialized in wedding photos. So there were times where my husband and I would take photos and looking back at the pictures he was holding my stomach like I was pregnant. So it was just, and, and we'd look good. Everything looked good, but the hand, like goodness, like you knew what, um, but, but they were still bomb photos. Um, I will say I went with, her name is, Sim- her company's called Simply Exquisite. Her name is the queen. I say that, I called her queen, but she was like all inclusive. She did everything. I really just needed her. It was hard shopping around for, for planners because when I mean, when I Googled the amount of, um, that wedding planners get paid, Paying for a wedding planner is like putting a pay, a down payment on a, a car. Like they're literally 15% of your wedding. And if you have a wedding that's $50,000, that's like $3,000 right there going towards them. So I made certain that if I was going to spend that much money, that she could do other things rather than just show up on the day of. So not only was she my day planner, she was my, my floor's. She, she also um, ensured, uh, like she decorated everything, like not just the floors, but she decorated like everything. Um, so I really, you know, and she looked out in many ways and was very professional, had, had everything and she was willing to work with me. I will say that. And what I also like about Ashley is that you can do down payments for her. You don't have to pay her. Um, you could, you know, pay her monthly up until two months out, I believe before the wedding. I think with queen, you put an installment and then you pay her, you know, according up until you have that deadline to pay. But um, I will say that the only con with, with having someone who did everything is that they can't have their hands everywhere. So there are certain things that I would have liked her to be able to do that she couldn't do that where her limitations was because, you know, she's, she's by everything. Um, and that's just not realistic. If you're going to have a florist, have a florist, but your day planner, you know, if I could, I would probably wouldn't have went with her for, 
um, doing the decorations because I would because the time that she spent doing that, I didn't realize I was running behind on my wedding day because she was busy setting up. Um, and I and I'm thinking I have time when the drink starts flowing, but time starts passing, and um, I had no idea. And I'm now I'm rushing, you know, because I got to get to these. Um, we were late on the first look photos, and we were late on the first because we were ahead of schedule. Then we went from being ahead to now we're running behind. So things like that that really made the event go by a lot quicker, and I didn't get to enjoy it as much. But it was great. Other than that, and then Ashley, she was. I have little complaints about her at all. She was great. <laughs> None. Nice. Shayla, who do you have? Um, I am shouting out my hairstylist, which based on Ariel's experience, she may be needed. <laughs> Her name is Charlie and she is at Stylist Charlie. She is the best hairstylist in Atlanta. Um, and she did my hair for every event. Um, and it just always looked fabulous. But then she really came through the day of my mom went to her original hairstylist, not anymore. Um, and she showed back up at the hotel and her hair looked terrible. Um, so Charlie in a pinch, like called her salon, got some extensions sent over, like had my mom's hair looking amazing for the wedding in just amount of like a matter of hours. Stayed super, super calm the whole time because my mom was freaking out. Um, and now she's my mom's hairstylist, not just mine. Um, and then she stayed longer than she probably planned to, but like for all of the pictures, she made sure that my hair looked good, that the veil was like set perfectly. Um, and then she even offered to come in, in between the ceremony and the reception to make sure that my hair still looked good when I took the veil out. I mean, she was awesome. Um, and I still get to see her every two weeks. And she also was a guest at the wedding. Um, so definitely 10 out of 10, like would recommend her. 50 times over. And of course she gained a client that day and my mom. So um, just overall great experience. Okay. Ashley, who do you have? So this week I am going to shout out another um, floral designer. Um, her name is Melissa Sullivan. Uh, her company is called Le Bloomery. <laughs> um, She's based in California, so L-E-B-L-O-O-M-E-R-I-E. -E. Um, and she has uh, a really good um, eye for, you know, different floral styles. I, I like seeing a variety of floral styles, not always like, not always the same old, same old. Um, yeah, she's really, really good. She's based in California, and, you know, we're definitely here for shouting out, like, black and people of color especially floral designers and in places that we don't always see what about you Tania? <laughs> i have a planner an event planner her name is korea stewart um her business is named k stewart event and that's also her instagram and website information she is originally from savannah georgia um she went to mercer so i was like oh what's um, her name Korea Stewart. So she she has all her information online. She has her her prices, and also like what I found interesting is that she also does marriage proposals as well. And so if you want her to plan your proposal or or help for the men out there, and I praise the men and not the women, she will be happy <laughs> to help you or assist you in that. And her prices are reasonable, of course. You know, as Ariel said planners can get a little bit pricey but they help you out 
a lot. So definitely look her up if you're looking for a planner. Kate Stewart events. Yes. Kate Stewart events. Nice. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, Ariel had to head to Bible study. So, um, she, if you want to follow her on Instagram, she is Ariel dot Alyssa. So you'll, I mean, granted you'll see us tagging both of the ladies like all week long but um she's on ig she has her wedding photos up and of course ashley nicole photos has posted her as well so um you can always go back through and see her wedding photos and um just following her if you want to know more but shayla where can people find you and follow you um, so I'm on Instagram. My handle is at Shally Bowls. It's all my names run together. Well, my old names, not my names anymore. <laughs> um, but I also always post photos from my wedding because it's the best I've ever looked. <laughs> so always there. And I always post a lot of stories about my wedding. It's just, it's my favorite day. So I love to relive it. As you should. It was yes. very, very beautiful. And also, you are very amazing at, well, you're a yogi, right? So, like, if you're trying to get into yoga, guys, and, like, get all into it, because, look, we're all at home. Like, you might not want to go to the gym, or maybe you want to go to the gym, and you want to, like, practice at home. Like, reach out to Shayla. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I had found yoga when I was wedding planning because I definitely could have used it to um, mitigate some of the stress. But Tania, <laughs> 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 uh, where can people find us? Yeah, so you can find us at huidu.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at huidu.wed. And you can find Ashley on Instagram and Twitter at demitosh. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter um, at belsori. And that's, that's it. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on and especially being able to come and chat with us. It's such a, like, a, not last minute, last minute, but like in a short time <laughs> turnaround. <laughs> yes. Um, we do appreciate both of you. So welcome. So yes. fun to hang out with you guys. Yes. This was great. Since it's been, I don't even remember when we recorded that episode. I feel like it was last year, but I know it was this year because <laughs> this year just feels so long, but anyway yes you know what i was like trying to sit here i'm like like i remember the conversation but i was like i wasn't present and then i was like oh that's because i wasn't there it was it was either just you or ed yeah yeah Yeah. oh yeah okay yeah i didn't remember that part yeah because i was like okay so we recorded that last december then yeah that sounds right yeah wow Cause I was Oof. like, she looks familiar, but I don't remember talking to her. Cause I <laughs> yeah. remember people that I talked to and I was like, what do I know her from? And I was like, Oh, that's right. That I completely out. forgot. Cause yeah. we had three episodes that week. And I think mm-hmm. that was, yeah. 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 You were out. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yay. Well, we will let you go. We went a little longer than we wanted, but uh, we had a great conversation. So yeah. thank you again and yeah. have a great rest of your night. <laughs>